We are tidying up some loose ends right now, ladies and gentlemen, on what is the hottest show on the streets when you discuss Crimson Tide football. I'm yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. This is In My Own Words. I am live in studios. And after discussing all things NFL Draft, we get into the final topic of conversation which just so happens to be on rising junior wide receiver Devontae Smith, the former four-star from MI, Louisiana, who came into the 2017 class with Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs III. We are fresh off the 2019 draft, but as always, you have analysts and scouts out there that put up their way too early boards for 2020 in trying to predict the future of new guys, the new wave of talent that could potentially go in the first round of the following draft or next year's draft. When you look at the University of Alabama, you already have the the obvious suspects, quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, wide receivers Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs III, defensive lineman Raekwon Davis, linebacker, uh, Dylan Moses, and a couple of drafts, way too early drafts. I've seen safety Xavier McKinney, uh, offensive lineman Alex Netherwood, and Jedrick Wills. But despite you know all of these players for the 2020 venue, which you got to get to the 2019 season first, I have not seen one Devontae Smith. And this is the reason why we're going to talk about him going from being a quiet storm to a potential top 20 pick in next year's draft. I always go back to uh, the open practice in August of 2017 to start fall camp when you talk Devontae Smith because spring ball is a formality to me. Spring ball is about the fans. You go to the A-Day game, you bring your wife, you bring your husband, you bring your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your family members, you bring the children. You're bringing them all to take in the atmosphere, the uh, the crowd noise, the essence, just the feel for the spring game inside the stadium just to see what happens. But when you want to see the real leaders, you want to see the real dogs. You want to see the real guys that are going to emerge as starters and actually, you know, be the leaders of a respective Alabama team. You get to see that, or you come to see that in the open practice in August where it is hot, it is sweltering, it is humid, uh, your face is being blitzed by the sun, and you're inside Bryant Denny Stadium watching this all go down. In August. Now, remember, in 2017, I was there. I was wearing a uh, black shirt with some khaki pants and a button-down tie. I don't know what possessed me to have that attire on in 98-degree heat, and the heat index was at 104. Once again, I don't know what came over my mind, but I was out there at Bryant-Denny Stadium, and I remember having a conversation with one Cam Sims, and I was talking to Cam. And I basically asked him, I said, look, if there was a situation where you wanted to get the ball to Calvin Ridley, it was your idea to get the ball to Calvin Ridley. You know, Ridley is the guy for this play. But let's say he's double covered. He falls down. He's not open. He's MIA on this particular play in question. And the game is on the line and you got to have it. Who is a player on this team 
that you trust with sure hands, that you trust with security, that you trust with an ability that's going to come down and make that play. And I remember a number of guys from Henry Ruggs to you know Jerry Judy to Robert Foster, all of these guys are walking by Cam Sims, dapping him up, but he doesn't mention any of these guys. He takes me by the hand. He walks me to the opposite side of the field while I see this six-foot guy soaking wet, you know, maybe 160 pounds, give or take, catching footballs, and he points right at him, and he says, Steve, that's the guy right there, Tay. And I look at Cam Sims as if he has lost his everlasting mind, but he goes, Steven, Tay's that dude. Tay's a beast. Tay's a dog. Tay gonna go snatch that thing. Tay gonna go get that thing. That guy has the most secure hands on this team, Steve, point blank, period. That's what Cam Sims told me. Thought he was lying to my face, but when I watched the open practice and I saw Devontae Smith break off routes, snap routes in half, catch the football, get downfield, I was like, oh, mama, this is a mixture of Kevin Norwood and Kenny Bell. That's what I saw on that day. A mixture of Kevin Norwood with the hands, the route running, the consistency, and Kevin uh, Kenny Bell as t- in terms of the, uh, the speed, uh, the size, the body type there. And... Uh, Devontae Smith parlayed that into having a great freshman year of him catching three touchdowns. And his sophomore year, Smitty, 42 receptions in 2018, which was fifth on the team, for 693 receiving yards, fifth on the team, six touchdown receptions, fourth on the team, and averaged 16.50 yards per catch, third on the team. Uh, The biggest thing for that is last year, 26 of Smitty's 42 catches, that's about 62%, went for either first downs or touchdowns. So when Devontae Smith's hands touch the football, something good happens. When Devontae Smith's hands touch the football, he's either going to move the chain for a first down, keeping you ahead of a down and distance, or he's taking that thing to the house for a touchdown. He had two 100-yard games a year ago against Oklahoma in the Capital One Orange Bowl. We're looking at six catches for 104 yards, one touchdown. Those were career-high numbers for him against Missouri in the regular season. Four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. In terms of his career thus far, Smitty, 49 catches, 849 yards and nine scores, averaging 38.8 yards per catch. But even with him having two game-winning receptions, we all remember second and 26, Tua Tonga-Vangoa, fine Smitty, 41-yard bomb. You beat Georgia 26-23 in the 2018 College Football Playoff National Championship game off the 17th season. And Irv Smith takes out the cameraman. But also remember the game against Mississippi State for 2017 in 2017. 
where you're in Stark Vegas and Jalen Hurts hits Devontae Smith on a 10-yard slant. He breaks a tackle and takes it 16 yards to the house for a 26-yard game-winning touchdown reception to help Alabama put away the Bulldogs 31-24. to Despite these exploits from Smitty, at times he is overlooked at receiver for Alabama. And I know what a lot of you tired fans are thinking. He can't be overlooked. That's our Smitty. We will never overlook him. He caught second and 26. He's a big-time game player. He's a baller. He's a weapon out there. He is a true, tried-and-true Bama receiver through and through. He's never overlooked. I'm not saying he's not a talented receiver. I'm not saying people don't talk about him. What I am saying is when you mention Alabama wide receivers, Smitty is not the first guy out of everybody's mouth. Smitty is not even the second guy out of everybody's mouth. And that's not necessarily his fault. That's not his fault at all due to the depth that Alabama's got at wide receiver. I mean, if you go back to years past, Baton has always had that primary big-name guy. From 2008 to 2010, you know, it was Julio Jones. Julio Jones made the traction 2008 to 2010. Though you had Darius Hanks, though you had Marquise Mays and supporting cast members around him, Julio Jones was that cat, was that dude. He was the guy that defensive coordinators, defensive back coaches, defensive secondaries had to scheme everything around because he was the guy following him from 2012 to 2014 it was all about Amari Cooper gotta scheme Amari Cooper gotta take Cooper out of his element despite the fact that you had Christian Jones DeAndre White and Kevin Norwood the idea was we gotta take Coop out the gate we gotta take Coop out the frame we gotta shut Coop down because Coop was the main course five course meal Same thing with Calvin Ridley from 2015 to 2017. Yes, you had Robert Foster and Cam Sims, but you had to shut Calvin Ridley down. He was the main guy. The difference here with Smitty, Alabama, for the first time, is three deep at wide receiver at each spot. Whether it's at Z, whether it's at X, whether it's in the slot, Bama is three deep at every spot. You got Judy, you got Ruggs, you got Waddle, you got Xavier Williams, you got John Mechie, the freshman, who's going to be a baller, you got Tyrell Shavers, and you've got Slade Bolden. So you are deep at that wide receiver position. And uh, Smitty doesn't get a lot of mentioning in that because you know people look at Judy as the all-package guy. He can do it all. People look at Henry Ruggs. He can make the tough catches over the middle. He's battling for 50-50 balls. And let's not forget the elite speed as Henry Ruggs is going to try to run a sub 4-2 in the 40-yard dash when he goes to the NFL Combine following the 2019 season and trying to break John Ross's record of 4-2-2. And then, of course, you have Jalen Waddle, the cheetah, who can catch a pass that's supposed to be nine yards and turn it into a 98-yard touchdown. So he works tremendously in space. Devontae Smith is not the first guy out of everybody's mouth, but when he is healthy, 
We're talking about the most dependable, the most reliable receiver for Tua Tagovailoa. Case in point, go back to the A-Day game for this spring. I mean, you don't necessarily see Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs drop passes. They are usually two of your more sure-handed guys. But in the spring game, wet field, wet ball, those guys dropping passes. Devontae Smith, not so much, snagging everything thrown his way. And one of the three old heads caught six passes for 95 yards. Yes, he missed a couple of games this past year due to a hamstring injury, but you saw the moment Smitty came back, how he responded against Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. Six catches for a team high, 104 yards, and one touchdown. There's just, in big game moments, in big game situations, the ball always tends to find itself to number six because somehow Tua's got that connection with Smitty that, you know, I love Jerry Judy. He's the full package guy. I can go to him anytime I want to. I love Henry Ruggs. He's a big time jump ball guy with speed. I give him the ball. He's going to make a play. But somehow, you know, when the game's on the line, the game is tied and we need a big play in the fourth quarter or Alabama's trailing and we need a big play in the fourth quarter or it's just a situation where it's now or never for Alabama. Somehow that ball always tends to find itself in the direction of number six and he makes a big time play and this upcoming season he is going to look to go from quiet storm doesn't talk a lot because he's all about ball. Probably the media day prior to Alabama facing Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl was the most he's ever talked, and that was about him taking on Henry Ruggs in a race. But Smitty is about ball, all about football. But this upcoming season, he's going to have a chance, provided he stays healthy, to go from being quiet storm to a potential top 20 pick in next year's draft because he's got the size to be he may not have the huge size but he's got the playmaking ability he's got the speed he's got the route running capabilities and he's got the instincts to be a next level baller the one thing I want to see from Smitty for next season is running more routes on the tree I know at times he tends to run basically the the slant, the slant and goal routes, the straight goal routes, which is a which is a nine. The post patterns to the inside, the post patterns to the outside, maybe a slant here or there. What I want to see more so from Smitty is diversifying that route tree. If he can diversify that route tree, add more combinations, the guy is going to be deadly. He's not talked about enough. He's overlooked at times due to the depth that Alabama has that position. But next year, watch Smitty, watch the GOAT. He's known for second and 26, but this upcoming year, he will be known as a guy that's going to push to be a top 20 pick in next year's draft. Well, folks, 
That's going to do it here for this edition, for this week of In My Own Words. As always, folks, you check out the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can get it from the iPhone App Store, your Rockin' Team Apple, Google Play Store if the Android phone is your thing. As always, you check out the podcast options, whether it's Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever your viewing pleasures are. We got you locked and loaded right here. When we come back for next week's edition of shows, we dive into the conversation of uh, way too early, my way too early projections in terms of the college football playoff. And also, is Dabo Sweeney really the de facto replacement for Nick Saban? It's unfair to ask this question, but we're going to try it out anyway. Come back next week, folks. Till next time, for all of us here for Touchdown Alabama Magazine brand, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. This has been In My Own Words.